0: that's a huge statement isn't it more than anything to set in pain and or in difficulties or financial stresses and be able to say more than anything i love you jesus we have to come to that place that's the true overcoming place where we can bless him and thank him in our disappointments or in our heartaches Today I want to talk about something that I know that every one of you know this, but it's just a time to, uh, refurbish our thoughts. And the title of my message today is Unchanging Love. Uh, I've, in this Valentine's season, you know, it brings up a lot of things. And uh, so I'm coming with this message today to remind us that somebody loves us. If somebody failed us, God still loves us. And we should feel the love of God. That's the most important part of our salvation is to sense and feel his love and know that anytime he's always there for us. Amen. So I know that we know that as Pentecostals, we're fervent in that. You know, but the point is we need to be reminded of it. So in this season of all of this Valentine things and hearts and loves, the greatest love is our Savior. And the greatest Valentine that we can ever be given is the shed blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin and gives us the the great uh, eternal life. And we need to thank him every day for our eternal life. But I was thinking uh, so much has changed in my life and so much has changed in our government. And if it's changed in my life, it's probably changed in ways in your life too. And people who have maybe been in our lives in the past are no longer in our lives. Um, you know, love once bloomed and sometimes that falls apart and changes. There's all these kinds of things that we think about. In specific seasons. But this is a season that we should think about that God had manifested his love toward us while we were at sin and Christ died for us. And so the thought that I want to bring to the church today is a thought that I'm probably uh, that you've had many times. But, you know, our country used to take pride in thinking that we were a nation under God. And that's changed today. Everything is changing. And I don't know if you like change or not, but uh, the change that's taken place in our world is shocking. That humanity would consider to go against the creative power of God. And that we would take the lives of children, unborn children. So there's so many changes in our world. They're trying to change things. And government is trying to change things and trying to make new laws. And they, I don't know if you saw the football game, yay, 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 St. Louis. Um, But in the midst of it, there was an advertisement for Jesus. You know, and they're still raving about that. Now, we had to set through all the lust and all the filth of the middle thing, which we didn't set through. Phyllis said she shut hers off, and I, Toy, went working somewhere around the house, and, and i just blinked it off and and took a little nap you know but uh we had to set through all of that which to us is evil i mean it's it's lustful and all that kind of stuff and then they'd have one little zip of jesus and they're mad but you know what listen the madder they get the more uh, the more convicted our nation is so just let them be mad, let them do what they want, but the conviction, we know that the conviction of God is there. But there's so many changes, you know, that used to be a nice time of band and, and good things and, you know, the good old days. I guess that's where I'm at, you know, but today it's just it's just lust filled and it's all about evil stuff. At least that's the way I feel. So it's it's shocking. The changes of our world. If you just sit and look at your life, there's been a lot of changes in your life. You know, change, change, change. And there's been changes in the church world. This is not my church world like I was raised in when they took us to church and they prayed till midnight. And we just got a blanket under the pew and we shut our mouth and we obeyed. You know, this is not our world. And change takes place. Well, the greatest change is when God changes our life, when Jesus paid the price for our salvation. And we need to meditate upon the love of God. It should be something that we rise in the morning and think about and go to bed at night and think about because without the uh, saving love of Jesus, where would we be? You know, we went through the changes, we got through them, we're here in church, we feel the presence of the Lord, and God is so uh, real to us, and we got through all those changes that have happened. Now, you haven't lived as long as me, maybe, but when you've lived a long time, you've gone through a lot of changes, but God never changes. And that's the message of uh, of, of my message today, is because He is an unchanging God. We change, but He doesn't change. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, you know, that someone died for you. We need to think about that. Somebody was beaten. Somebody was mocked and scoffed. Somebody good. Somebody that did something good for us. Somebody that saved our soul and gave us eternal life. And they died for us on Calvary. And the most embarrassing, harassing way, painful way to be hung on the cross and to die for us. And so we need to remember that love, you know. We are a people that remember love once a year. Once a year we send a valentine. Once a year we uh, is expose our love, you know. And once a year we do that because why? We we, we, we have a feelings, you know. Well, how about God? He gave his only begotten son that we could have eternal life. And we know this, but God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. You know, sometimes we don't like the sinners. Sometimes we go by the people that are begging on the street and think, I've said this many times, there's a job right there at Walmart, you know. But we don't understand, we don't know the heart of humanity. But God knows the heart. God understands our heart. And God works with us. And while we were yet sinners or away from God or didn't know God or didn't pay attention to God, He still had His eye on us. So I want to encourage the church today. The passage of Scripture that I'm speaking about is from Romans 5. He said He commended His love toward us when we were unworthy. We we didn't deserve it. And in, while we were yet sinners and Christ died for us. And down the page of ways in 837, it says, nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. We win because God loves us and we conquer. And I'm going to ask you today, how many of you feel that you conquer? You see we, we the devil fights us all the time, and he tries to defeat us, and he tries to cut us down, and he works day and night to destroy us, but he is not able because the love of God that goes through us makes us more than conquerors, not just a conqueror but more than conquerors. Now, what does that mean, church? That means you 're going to have opportunity to conquer you 're going to have opportunity. To have disappointment in your life you're going to have opportunity to have loss you're going to have opportunity to trust god in circumstances when you can't see the end but let me tell you today in my in Malachi 3 6 the word of god says for i am the lord i change not wouldn't it be great if when we got saved and we were full of the Holy Ghost, and we were just so happy to be saved and cleansed. It, wouldn't it be great if we could still feel that exact moment today? You know, that the devil has harassed us, and we've fought our wars, and we have our scrimmages, and we just all the time, something is coming at us. I was just laughing at Julie, but it wasn't really funny, but she's not here, so I can tell it. <laughs> she, uh, you know, they made, her apartment got water in it. And so they made her move. And she had to move five or six doors down, a half a block. And so she moved down there, and then, ne- and she got everybody finally, she prayed in everybody to kind of come and move her. And they came from everywhere to move certain things. Heavy things, light things. So the, ne- ne- the next morning, the guy comes down and he says, good news, you can move back. You now she's like, how is that good news? You know, and so now she's between two of them. She's got something here and something there. So she's going yesterday to get some more help and she has a flat tire, you know. And, you know, it's just those little uh, foxes that spoil the vine and keep us in a warfare. And we have to remember that we can conquer that, that we have to press. The Bible says press for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know what press means? Press means to go against those things that the enemy does against you. So I know that I change, and I know that people change. All sorts of things change, and they're changing our government. They're causing our our uh, country to go downhill because you cannot trespass against God and expect to grow. So God comes along and he says, well, I am the Lord. I change not. Depend on me. If you depend on me and trust in me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So, what, is, what this means when God looked at us and he commanded his love toward us, he saw us worthy when we weren't worthy. You know, and sometimes between Sunday and Sunday, we have those unworthy moments. And then he's there to strengthen us, to help us, to remind us it's an unworthy moment. Or to help us through the unworthy moment. So I think that you know, let us just give some thought to the power of the love of God. That in in when we're unfaithful, or when we're in a trial or tribulation, and we discuss you know um, things that we're fearful, we have to know that God is with us. So I want to say to you this morning that Jesus did nothing to de- to. De- to be demerited. He did nothing to die, to be crucified. And I want to tell you this especially because when I whine and carry on, this is what he says to me. You know, I when things go wrong, I, I start thinking, what did I do wrong? The, does the devil put a, a, a tag on you like that? Well, I, I did this or I did that and I did something wrong. And every one of us at some, at some time have said, what what did I do to deserve this, Lord? Right? And we say, God, what did I do? Why is this, why is this coming down on me? What is happening? You know, I, I didn't do anything that this to happen. But see, Jesus didn't do anything but love us. He did nothing wrong. The Bible says he went about doing good and yet he was crucified. And he suffered and he bled and died. So, church, we're having these sorrowful moments. We're having these hard times. We're having these opportunities to not say to God, what did I do wrong? But to say to him, I come against the powers of the enemy that set themselves to destroy me. And I take authority over them in the name of Jesus. And I cover myself with the blood of God. You have to talk to it. You have to You have to get intense. We're intense about things our kids do. We're intense about what the, a bill goes up. You know, you get the bill and you think it's $12 and it's 32 And we're intense about that. We need to be as intense about the love of God as we are about the things that the enemy does to us. So that's what the message is about today, to just get a little intense about the love of God who, who has manifested itself to you when you weren't worried, when I wasn't worthy, and yet he still loves me. That's a big thing today. If you, That's the greatest Valentine that you could ever get, and you get it every year, and you get it every day because he never leaves you. So we know that we are not perfect, don't we? We know that we're striving for that. We're trying to move from glory to glory and so we have to just be faithful to do that and um Hebrews 13:8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever and he is always with us when we're not worthy when we when we've had a little spit he still is there for us and he draws nearer seems like the more we have a problem, the closer he draws, it seems like our eyes go distant. They go a little bit further away. Instead of coming closer and saying, God, this is my opportunity to suffer for the cause of the kingdom. And I know you'll bring me through because you said you would. So he asks something of us, and you know what it is. He asks that we would love him with all of our heart and with all of our mind and with all of our strength. I'm going to get to that at the end of the service. We need to get a little more strength going in the work department for the kingdom of God. Sometimes we get salvation and then we just get compliant. We go to church and we're faithful. We do our tithes. We do the right things that we're supposed to do. But don't forget the works. There needs to be works in the body of Christ. And he wants to, us to love him with our strength. That's our works. He wants us to love him with our soul. That's our desires. Is our desires out of check? You know, as our desires where they should be. He wants us to love us in a total way, in a whole heart. And I think sometimes we miss that. I I work at it, and I think that we have to work at having a whole heart for God. So... We have to make ready to be available in the hour that God calls upon us. And sometimes he could call us in the middle of the night with a phone call and somebody needs a word in season. And you know what? If you open yourself to be workable for God, he will give you those opportunities if you're strong enough to take them. And God wants us to be witnesses abroad. Hebrews 10 says, let us draw near unto the Lord. And I, I think that is the greatest thing that we can do in Valentine's Day because people start drawing near to one another. Do you notice that they draw real near and they give you valentines? People that are in your life and and then people are a little more loving and kind. You go to the the, the uh, supermarket and you're hunting for valentines and there's a half a dozen other people hunting for them and they're smiling and looking and you know it, there's there's a joy. Well, we need to have that joy every day for Christ. It needs to be a reminder that somebody died for us, and somebody is going to give us eternal life. We're not just going to lay in the grave dormant forever, but we're going to be ever be with the Savior who saved our souls. So it's, it's so important, church, that we draw near. And this is a season to draw near to the Lord. This is a season Valentine's Day needs to remind us. Now we'll be we'll be in resurrection pretty soon. We'll be in Easter. And we remember then of his love and his death and his trial and all those things. And when we get out of that, we'll go on a little bit in the growing season and we'll be back to Epiphany and Christmas and all those things. Those are times that we emanate Christ and we remember him because he wants to be focused in our whole life. I'm going to tell you this part because I believe in it. It's from Jeremiah. And this is kind of where our world is today. And this is what prompted me to remind us of our love for God and to, you know, evac- evac- evacuate it. That's not the word. Bring it forth. I'll remember the word in a minute. <laughs> it's time for us to remind ourselves the love of God. When we get into this season. This is a season to remind us. Of the power of God's love. Now in Jeremiah. It talks about what happened to the land. In that day and the Israelites. And you see if it doesn't sound like today. Jeremiah chapter 2. And 7th verse. I'm going to read 7 through 9. Or a little bit further maybe. Jesus. God is talking to the Israelites. He says I brought you into a plentiful country. And God has done that to us. America is a plentiful country. And he brought us to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness. He said, you have defiled my land. You have made my heritage an abomination. Is that not true? The priest did not call upon the Lord. And I think that today our ministers are more about building churches. Maybe not. But... It seems that way instead of building people. We need to build temples for the kingdom of God. It's not about facilities. It's not about numbers. It's about hearts that are open to the power of God. So he says, you know, he says, you've made mine heritage an abomination. I think God grieves over our country. And it says, the priest did not call upon the Lord, nor the law was handled. Nobody knew me. said, they knew me not. The pastors transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and they walked after things that do not profit. Just think of this, church. Let us not be people who walk after things that do not profit. But what profits is the power and the anointing of the word of God. It, what profits is a prayer life before God. What profits is a reading of God's word. Not just the reading to say I read it, but to read it and to digest it and to take it in and to see what it means and to eat of it and to and have it as a way of life. The ninth verse says, wherefore, now this is God. See, this is the people transgressing against God, leaders, churches. Everything was going bad. And then here's Jesus' love. He says, therefore, I will yet plead with you. He never gives up on us. Can you imagine all that is going on that is breaking his heart? And then he says, yet I will plead with you, saith the Lord, and I'll plead with your children's children. Don't we desire that today? He says, I will plead with your children's children. I believe that is just like it's for today as much as that day. And he says, verse 11 says, Hath a nation changed their God? Think of that, church. Hath a nation changed their gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. God, help us in this house to never change anything for the glory of God. Help us in our temples that we'll be mindful of what will glorify God. And what will hurt the heart of God. Because God is going to plead with us. He's never going to give up until the day we take our last breath. He's going to plead with our children's children. That is such a powerful phrase. Because we need him to plead for our children our children's children. In Jeremiah 24, 7, he says, After all this that's gone on and all this that's hurting his heart, he says, I will give them a heart to know me. What a powerful pro- a promise. How many need that promise for your children? He says, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord and they shall be my people, and I will be with them as their God, for they shall return unto me with a whole heart. I claim that promise for one of my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren because I've got them. God pleads for not just us, for our offspring. And how powerful is that? That in a day when there's so much anarchy, so much evil, so much corruption, every time you hear something on the news, they're going to change something. They're going to do something. Everything. You can't you can't even look at your cell phone to catch a telephone number because you're going to get bad advertisements. You're going to get negative things. But I want to say to you today that however bad... Our country gets or however bad the world gets, God is still the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never leave us nor forsake us. It's up to us to depend upon Him. It's up to us to stay in that, in that envelope of love where we love Him and He loves us and we know He's searching for a whole heart. And so we're trying with all of our might to give Him all of us because God is looking For a whole heart, we must continue strong church to minister to uh, one another, encourage one another. You know, God, the enemy loves to put uh, boundaries between us and he loves to have us say things that we don't understand. The other person says the devil corrupts the communication of God's people. This is the truth. This is biblical. You know, and he will corrupt your communication to hurt you, to wound you, to sever you, to break relationships, to hurt the church, to do all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And we have to stand strong in the power of his love. We have to know that God loves us more than that. And if someone hurts us, the Bible tells us what to do. He said before you go to the altar, go to them and talk to them. and You will go work it out. You know, and if they won't work it out, then it's on them and not on you. And that's what the love of God is about. Sometimes I say to God, Lord, I don't know about this. This don't look right to me. Anybody else ever talked to the Lord like that? You know, but that's when I remember then that, that I'm whining and I'm not trusting God and I'm not depending upon God. And that's our dependence for this day. It's not our government. The government's trying to take care of every people, everybody in the government and they're ruining our country. You know, and I don't want to get into politics. I just want to say that the only thing that's going to help our country is God. If our country will return to God. And you know, we do have people in government that is trying to, you know, stay, stay God in government. They pray, they have prayer meetings and we need to remember them in prayer remember that i always pray and say lord help those that are christian in our government help them be strong and not waver in the in the face of the difficulties so jesus never changes i'm so happy about that he loves me in the good and he loves me in the bad and he steers me toward being better all the time first corinthians 15 says thanks be to god first corinthians 15:57 Thanks be to God which giveth us, us the victory. There you go, church. You want the victory? Go to the Word of God. How'd you like to be down and out and discouraged and disappointed and you open the Bible and it says, thanks be to God which giveth us, us the victory. And it causes us to stop and mo- meditate for a moment and see that we are, we are victorious in God. Get out, devil. You have no, no room here. He says, thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you what? Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, saints, if you don't have a labor, we have a place for you to labor. We are in the midst of a lot of work, which we don't have because people are gone You have time you know you come and give us some time in the office and help us we need you it's not so much you know there's a lot of things that happen in this church it's not we have church we have fellowship we have bible college we have classes and this is the time for the ministers. We have 365 ministers that we have ordained that, that we have a responsibility before we ordained them in this house. We have a responsibility before God to talk to them. I need, I need phone callers. I, we need help. And um, thanks be to God who giveth us the victory over Jesus Christ. I'm claiming that scripture for our office I'm trying to give thanks that God is going to bring some laborers in. And what we need is a faithful laborer. Somebody that says, I will work a half a day, three days a week, or one day a week, or I will come four hours on Tuesday. You know, it's something that we can count on every week that will help us to, to co- combat the works of darkness, which is set against us. Because we need your help. So... We need to be steadfast. That's what we're trying to be. Uh, Unmovable. Somebody said, you can't do this anymore. Oh, we're unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always, you know, having opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he says we need to abound in work, abound in labor. There's things that we can do at home as much as in the office. You know, we can call the sick. We can do things, and uh, uh, Wendy and Diane, and uh, I think Jody go with you too. They go to the care centers, you know, and uh, they always love somebody to come along with them. They sing and preach, and and uh, we c- we have more opportunities to go to more than one, but. You know, I don't have staff to do that. So if you want to get involved, God speaks to your heart today. There's an unction of the Spirit that says do something. Then we have things for you to do. So we want to abound in the work of the Lord. And abounding in the work of the Lord is having the word in you to give a word in season. You never know what's gonna to come to your door. You never know what God is gonna do, but you're ready because you got the power and the anointing of God in you and you, you don't even know the purpose sometimes, but God is always good to reveal Himself to you. And if He doesn't reveal it, you don't need to know it. Just pray over it and give a word in season and go on your way. Because God is looking for people who will not be fearful and who will speak the truth and speak it with power and anointing. I spoke to my granddaughter the other day. I, I don't know what got into me, but I did it. And afterwards she called and she said, I'll, I'll think on that, Grandma. <laughs> so if she'll think on it, that's, that's a plus. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, we have to speak to them. We, we, we are concerned for them. We pray for them. But when God gives us an opportunity, there's a little door that queaks open there. Shoot it right in. Shoot a word in season. It doesn't have to be a a downing thing. It can be a powerful thing. Just a word of love, a word of peace, a word of something. Or God will take, you know, honey, I said to her, you know, honey, what the problem is, is you're not serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, but God still loves you. (laughs) Uh, I got that trailer in there. But God still loves you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. And your prob- the problems that you have is because He's on your back. He's on your back to, to redeem you. Okay, that's enough of that. But anyhow, we need to be, we need to start speaking it. Start speaking it. We're Christians. They know we're Christians. They might as well know when they walk in the door, they're going to get a hug of love and they're going to get a, pow- a powerful truth because that's who we are. We're supposed to spread the gospel. And we're supposed to keep it in front of them so that they know that that God loves them. So, saints, I want to encourage you to labor for the Lord in many ways, in reading the Word, and in, in, in uh, phone calls. I, if you if you wonder what to call, just call the office; we'll tell you. You know, but you know, call one another. We're supposed to. Minister to one another or love one another and protect one another and maybe somebody's going through a hard thing and you just call up to say hi and then you, then you get, don't say I'll pray for you, say let me pray for you. It's let me pray for you, not I will. But but we know that, that the people pray in, in this house and I'm thankful for that. So I just want to tell you that I love you all. And uh, so why don't you just turn to somebody and say something nice and loving to them. Uh, We have a lot of fellowship these days before church, which is really wonderful. Everything is opening up. We're expecting a gigantic move of God in this house. We're expecting the healing power of God. We're expecting a revelation of who he is. Have an expectation, church. You know what? Sometimes the devil just gets us to a humdrum situation. We just go one by one, day by day. But, you know, get an expectation in your heart that God has something good for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you this morning. How we love you, Lord. Let us let us love you with our heart, our soul, our spirit, our body, our Lord, let help us to love you, Lord, in in every way that you desire, Father God, with a whole heart. I pray, Lord, you'll stimulate our love, Lord Jesus, that we'll meditate upon it, we'll think about it, O oh God. Lord, you you speak your love to us. Let us speak your love to you, O oh God we just worship you today. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts that your people will bring, Lord, to keep the household going. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, the salvation that you have given to us, Lord. We thank you mostly for your whole heart that you have given to us. May we return our heart to you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Let the people come.